now live on FXBGPublicRadio.com in the new iTunes app. This is Below the Deck. Below the Deck. With Nick. On FXBGPublicRadio. FXBGPublicRadio. FXBGPublicRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Below the Deck on FXBGPublicRadio.com. I'm Nick, as always, your host. Tonight, we got special guests in the building, obviously friend of the show, uh, Dope Dreams, 200 records a day, all of that stuff. D2's in the building. What's up, D? Well, he's on the phone from Philly. If you don't have the Burma Burma Grand sound effect, can you get it sometime at some point during while I'm on the phone with you? What did you want? Oh, the horns! You know I do my own. You know I do my own horns. You know I do my own live sound effects on my show. You know that's how we like to keep it. It's below the deck. You know we can't get too fancy. We don't want to. As a friend of the show, if I could also add to the sound effects, that'd be awesome. Yeah, man. Feel free at any time. Just chime in with your own sound effects. You know, if you got. Yeah. You know, we dropping bombs. And that's why when you drop a bomb, that's what you got to do. But <laughs> anyways, back to the topic. So it's September 3rd, uh, Tuesday, as always, obviously, uh, below the deck is out here. FXBGPublicRadio.com. We got D2 in the building. If you guys want to find D2 stuff, that's 200 records a day on the YouTube stuff. And then, obviously, too, everybody needs to know D2 is D-I-I. So, if you're looking for his stuff, it's D with two letters I. That's Roman numeral. Um, if you're if you're looking, 200recordsaday.com for everything. It's your one-stop shop. Gets you there. It gets you through. It'll not help you navigate the, the transitions and the waves and the flows. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. That's where you can find me on the internet. Got a lot of stuff coming too. Yeah, man, that's what's up. Cause that's why you're back here. Um, I think last time you were on the show was December, right? Then we, we had you on yeah. the end of the year show. I don't think you've been back since then, right? No, 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 not since the end of the year. So we had a winter and a fall or winter and a summer. Uh, what's been going on with you down there and, uh, or up there in Philly? Uh, not much in Philly. Um, so just kind of getting ready for, you know, the next couple of shows that we have coming up. So we'll be playing in Brooklyn, actually. It's crazy. Like, a Brooklyn. lot of – I don't realize the proximity that I have to, like, New York and, like, D.C. and that whole area. Um, and so I get a lot of opportunities from stuff not so much in Philly but in other places like Portland where my friend Dan, uh, our friend of Lunar Landing lives. Um, of course, opportunities in, yes. at, at home. And then we have opportunities coming up in New York that are really cool. So what we've been doing in Philly is just producing our ads off. You know that, you know what the saying is, lock yourself in a room for what is it, five summers. You know what I'm saying? Make so three beats a day for five I feel like, summers. I feel like every, you know how I do. I feel like every summer I go, I lock in. And then, you know, right around my birthday, um, September 30th, you know, I come up with a tape or something crazy. So, you know, we've already been kind of working on that wave as we get closer to the end of the summer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's definitely what I was trying to get you to bring up because I know you've been working on beats. I was like, I'm going to make beats every day. I was just wanted to say, what you been working on? Nothing, tape, really. I don't tape know. on the way. Tape and tapes are on the way. Like, Well, that's... Um, along, go ahead. Tape, uh, along, with this show, along with this show in Brooklyn, I'm thinking about dropping a tape because it's going to be my first 
kind of full beat set. And right. so along the beat set, I've been kind of, as I've been preparing for the set, I've been writing a, a lot of new music and kind of reimagining the music that I have written for the, the same album that I'm putting out. You know how I do. I, I make music one way and then I perform music kind of with a twist on it. So I've been writing all this new music and I was thinking about just putting the tape out just for the night, you know what I'm saying? All the beats that I kind of play live, putting the tape out of that on top of another project that I am already have kind of locked and loaded. So it's just been just so much, man. It's just locked in and sometimes it's kind of weird. You're like, man, yeah, my whole summer's been gone. But then you'd be going through your folders and you're going listening to records. And when you start mixing and start kind of crossing things off and saying yes and finishing things, you're kind of like, yo, man, this is where all the work, this is where your summer's been. So we've been stacking up out here in Philly. Stacking up. There's a few things that I'd like to bring up over you. You gave a, a great description of this, but also shout out Dan D Moon. Um, man, he's killing yeah, it up the there, man. Lunar Landing. I got a new track that he just did a couple of days ago. I wa- I saw one of them, or maybe it was like a week or two ago, but definitely a ridiculous like that. That fool's making some really, really good music. Obviously, he's been on the show so, before, so too. For those, so for those who don't know, what, what, what um, Nick is talking about, our friend of Lunar Landing has been putting out a record. And let's talk, we're talking about Five Summers. Our friend of Lunar Landing has been putting out a record. He was on the um, show every- like a couple months ago. He does. He does every Monday. He puts out a record. Yes. So this whole summer, he's been playing shows. He just finished playing in Brooklyn, and then so every Monday, he's been kind of like putting out a new record. And sometimes he like does the record like that day or the night before. So he's also part of you know when people ask me about touring directors day, he's also part of that mentality of just cooking up right on the spot, raw, just kind of putting stuff out just tons of music just where we're, we're always creating and always in a creative space so shouts to dan he's one of the people who influences me um and and i definitely do the same for him and he's definitely somebody who everybody should be on the watch for all uh, virginia everybody always like, yeah oh definitely yeah no great he's a friend of the show too i think he's been on That's two episodes i believe also he i think he's got two um because i know we had him up here early, but we definitely got to get him back now that we just mentioned that. I definitely got to get um, get Dan back up here because he's got a lot of music that he's dropped during the summer. Um, also, shout out um, to D telling you 100%. Uh, like, you know how I do my live shows differently than my other ones. I firsthand know for a fact this motherfucker is, is a diva at live shows. He needs a whole setup. <laughs> whole thing you actually have to turn the lights off that's still one of my favorite things just telling somebody like turn the lights off and they're like you can't turn all like you turn all the lights off you're like what do you what do you mean turn all the lights off you're like we're gonna need all the lights turned off before this guy starts to play he won't play with the lights off it's crazy it's crazy when when i go see like a kendrick lamar when i go see like a childish gambino or somebody like that just watching their performances and when I go see like a band like Little Dragon or something like that. It's just, I think about that when I approach my shows, I think about an experience. So I, I just don't think about like, oh, I got a 15 minute set, I'm gonna rap and be, and then that's it. I think about the whole experience and now I'm like even focusing on like, how does it sound exactly? I know that sounds like cliche, but I'm talking like, what does the sound make you feel? Um, and how does that go along with the experience? You already know we 
kind of started doing projections and kind of like immersing ourselves in, in the things. <laughs> like literally, nigga. You have an MPC in, in a keyboard on your stage setup now for your live show. That's what you need for a live show. I'd ran one of your shows up here in Virginia. You're like, I just need to be able to plug into your board, but I'm going to have like 15 things. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, but it, and it's about it's about recreating. So I, a, a lot of what I'm going to do in Brooklyn and on my next couple of shows is I'm going to, you know, recreate the records that you hear right on stage. And and then I'm also what people have also enjoyed, which I which I've noticed on social media, um, the way I use social media, people enjoy when you um, have I've been flipping. Um, a lot of popular records, so I'll flip a Solange or a Frank Ocean record or James Blake record, and people seem to really like that. So I'm not necessarily DJing, but I'm kind of taking um, something popular, sampling it, flipping it, and kind of been putting it on. That's been really successful, too. So I feel like I'm going to start transitioning into a place to where it's like I'm going to curate music for whatever event, or whatever night, not just come to the show, play real quick and then, but curate a whole night of music. And that's kind of like what I'm moving into as I get older and I progress as a musician and as like an audio engineer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, We've been yeah. doing this so long. Like I've, I'm almost, we almost what, like 10 years in, I, you know, I yeah. realized that I've been a musician for 10 years. I've been an audio tech for, you know, eight years, nine years. And, you know, sometimes you don't think about it because you look at your bank account or something like that, or you, you're like, man, where's it all gone? But when you when you speak to people, when you put an event together and it all works, you just see, like, all that hard work. And, like, for real, for real, like, like you always tell me, you people, a lot of people haven't done it to a level that we've done it and seen it, so they wouldn't understand when we tell them something. You, They wouldn't get it. Like, right. they just don't, you just don't understand what it takes at the highest level. Um so when I see people, you know, when, when, when I see guys having a hard time just trying to rap their verse and then I'm like producing on stage and I'm also rapping at the same time, it's just like, man, like there's so much work that goes into this that people just don't get. They don't understand. Well, there's a consistency thing also too, where we came nonchalant is the word. It's funny. I was talking to um, EK, who's not sitting in here right now, but he's the guy radio show um he was like we were talking about just nonchalant attitude i'm like dude we were we came from like no shows to doing a whole bunch like it's always like there's another show so it's hard for me to be you know with with knowing that like it, shows can go either way there could be a million right. people here there could be zero people we've been to both like we've literally been at a show that had nobody show up to it in Atlanta, you know what I mean? In a real city on tour, first day of tour, we've been there. But you've also been in Orlando like nine shows a week. It's two shows in one night where you're like, yo, people don't get one show their whole career. You're playing two shows in one night. You're like two right. different venues, two different things where you're like, that's the consistency factor that we've always kind of had where we're like, this is our job. This is what we do. So it's like, it is cool, but it's never been the character of like over flashy because it's always the next thing. Like, you know, like with the radio where people are like, you should promote more of the show. And I'm like, I have to start promoting next week's show after this show is over because there's another, you know what I mean? I, we have another show next week. So it's, you it's the one thing people don't understand about like it almost a lot of people forget about like almost doing anything. It's the amount of actual work that goes into it like what's right. all like the fancy like shit that everybody's all hype about 
fades away, it's showing up at soundcheck early. It's being the last person to leave a venue. It's, it's showing up to a show and nobody's there. It's all that stuff that, you know, when you're now about to play your first show in New York, you know, where you were born and you've been all around the country, it, it's that kind of it's that kind of stuff that makes it real. You know what I'm saying? That's why I love Dan a lot. Well, I love him. I think EK said this to me the other day too about he's the guy that runs the radio station. He was like, "We're doing what we want to do. Like it might not seem like to in your goal." In your mind, where you're like, "Hey, I want to be a musician," like, "Oh, you're you're not you're on MTV or something." Like, that's not that was never our goal. When me and you started the studio, Dope Dreams, back in the basement of the damn house, we were just like, "We want to make songs. We want to be able to make whatever songs that we want to make, and that's what we do." So you're like, in our minds, we made it to like exactly what we wanted to be doing. What you like in your mind, I don't know like how you see it, but like. You know what I mean? Being I able to book shows. I think I think that people think like my my biggest. Well, we're doing stop. it is the whole point. You're yeah, like I'm doing, doing this right like, now. We're we're still doing it. We're I'm doing what I wanted to do because I worked at Def Jam before. That that wasn't. I didn't want to do that anymore. I quit. We didn't get fired. You just and that's been a big thing with you for a long time in your career. You've never wanted to go to a major label. That's never been something that you said to me. Like I want to go sign to you know let's let's try to push this project so I can try to get a, a label deal with somebody else, right? You know what I mean? You were just like, yo, I'm about to put this project out by myself. I'm about I found somewhere to record it. You know, I recorded it by myself. Now I took it to another studio to record it. You've done all your projects like that since the first and evolution all, of a man. All actual work. So I, I always tell people when they say like, oh, I want to be a musician. And then, you know, you have to tell them some of the, like, you have to tell them, like, in our experience, like, what that takes. And it's not what you see on TV. So when you start breaking down the list of things that you have to do, so you're going to have to, like, ask for money. You're going to have to borrow money. You're going to have to be able to stay up late nights till early mornings. You're going to have to, you know, maybe freaking miss a couple meals or you're going to have to go on a your family off, birthdays, missing everybody's going to be mad at you. Exactly. Miss events. Commit yourself to this this craft. Actually committing to yourself. Once you start telling people like the first three things on that list, a lot of people aren't willing to, you know, do any of those things. So then it's just like, man, you don't actually want to put in the work. So this is not like once you actually have to like go to a studio and write some music and once people realize almost that once niggas fuck it i'm saying it once niggas realize how much work it is to put a song together it's not just gravity you know whatever niggas is doing these days that's when motherfuckers are like oh this is real work i don't really want to do it so it's just like we've been doing it so long that we just it's a it's our job like my my mom said what is your plan b i'm like well shit i'm a musician that's my plan a and then being an audio tech or an audio engineer is my plan b those are the only two things those are my two jobs i've worked eight hours ten hours a day as an audio technician and then i put in another eight to ten hours as a as a musician producing performing going to shows so it's just like once once if, if you're doing that then you're 200 records a day anybody who has that kind of mindset a lunar landing our friend Vern and you like everybody is if you have that mentality that's what is well, more 200 records I tell people just, that's what the it factor is I was like there is no song that you're gonna make that's really gonna let somebody know 
how good you're going to be or how long you're going to last. I was like, there's <laughs> there, the it factor is just having the understanding of what needs to be done. Where you're like, sure. I'm looking at it from this perspective where I always tell people like, you're the magician's assistant. Where you're like, I know how the fucking trick is done. You know what I mean? We got to make this look like it was magic right now. And that's the, like, we just get it. It's not, it's, it's not real. None of it's real. You got to do the actual work though to make people think that it's real. So, you know, that's why we're all providing a front to make entertainment, something that's entertaining to other people. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. And that's why I tell people like, they come to me because based off of like how many stupid jobs we've had and how long we've been around, they're like, yo, you know, what do I need to do to make it? And the whole thing, like, I can't tell you what to do to make it, but I can tell you there's certain things that you do that make me realize that you're not going to make it. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're like, oh no, like there is no, anybody that really wants to put the work in, no matter if your song isn't good at first, you can still, you might be the one who makes it. You know, I'm like, stuff that could have come across my desk right now that has millions, that's making millions of dollars. And if you would have brought me some of that little so-and-so's music, I would have been like, I don't really, you know, it's not really my thing. It's not how right. we make it. And you're like, oh, this that sold a million copies. And you're like, damn, I would have said, you know, so who am I to judge what's not? But I'm like, your attitude and your work ethic will tell me, because that's a big thing with like some of your stuff where I tell artists like, hey, you should... uh you should rehearse before you go on. I say that because I've seen you do it before. We are like, oh, this guy, I've never seen him really mess up a live show, like, horribly. Because he rehearses before he goes. You should do that. And you're like, oh, I don't really want to do that. That's not what I do. And you're like, you just ruined your live set. I've seen you butcher a live set in front of people. And you just didn't, you would have rehearsed that for five seconds, but you would, you know, you're, oh, I'm having shots or... Blah, blah. And that's a thing too I know you love to party But definitely I've been to shows with you Where you're like Yo I'm not drinking until after You know Until after my set I just want to do my set real quick And then I'll get fucking you know, I'll get more <laughs> shit faced I mean, than anybody here party, we, definitely look, I like to party Harder than anybody hard. You party harder <laughs> than anybody Don't lie to everybody You love to party <laughs> You got kicked. That's why you did your set perfectly at Orlando Calling and got kicked out of your out of the bar that your local bar. Look, there's a part of me that loves the party. Yes, there's, there's a part of me that part, loves the party. But there is also a part of me that was here early enough to understand. Like I got here when the bartenders were showing up for their shift. Like I've been here right. that long. But when they opened the door, I was here with gear to load in. When they close this place, I'll probably still be here. So it just. That's the that's like the reality check for me. It's like I've been in all these cities, I've done all these events, played shows big and small, and the constant thing. I hate to keep harping on it. It's just like yo, like everybody here is working, and then you see the people who aren't, and and, and you don't see the people who aren't. You see the product. You know no, I know so they're like, not because I run live shows, and this is what I complain about because I rented this venue. I was definitely there before anybody got here because I rented the damn thing. Then I brought all the speakers in and set them up, brought the bartender. I'm paying the bartender to be here. And you're like, hey, I should get paid money or I want to get paid $50. And I'm like, $10 a ticket at the door. Get me, bring five fans in here. And like, oh, I can't bring five people. You're like, what? How are you not able? Like, what is this thing? 
What is this I, thing? You'd want to get paid to do to do no work, and like that's what you're that's what you're saying, and that's why you're like you're not even you didn't do any work, which is not why you shouldn't get paid. It's why you're not getting paid. Like if you here's a job, you want to get paid, I'll give you a job. No one's just gonna give you money. I'll give you a job. So, okay, go do your job and you can get paid. That's how you know that's how it is. You've been to the bigger shows. You want a show? Sell 50 tickets. And that's been on big ones. You had to do that at Yellow Wolf where those tickets were like $25 a piece. You got to sell 50 of these tickets if you want to play this show. And, you know, we obviously didn't reach that goal, but you still went out. You didn't like, oh, fuck it. Well, never mind then. Like you're saying, I quit. We were surprised a local act even sold this many so it just to put in perspective like what you're talking about but i mean dude once again once again i didn't even mean i didn't, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent about the work it's just that I as did. long as long as you are as long as we've been doing it when some of the things that we talk about come like because we don't really you know i don't really get on social media and use it as a platform to say all the things that i'm doing We came at the right time, though. We came in a random time. We came at the time where, like, social media wasn't where you were allowed to exist. Like, that's a big thing people don't get either, where you're like, yo, we had to go get live shows. You had to go to a whole new city to get live shows because people were, shit wasn't jumping like that out here. So it is, like, a thing where you're, like, in between where you're like, hey... And that was the Orlando scene also where like you showed up, you were doing your own open mics and then you were just showing up to all the things until somebody was like, you know, who like, who's this kid that's always at all the fucking stuff. Like, and there's a scene though, down there, there's a scene where that's, you know, that community and, you know, like with, with Dan and uh, 40 long was back then and all like, you know, that other label that we don't talk about, but everybody was like, there was a scene, you know, because there was even like the open mic on Mondays, you know, where like everybody was going down to the other spot where you're like, there's a local community of people who are musicians that play with main acts on a consistent basis that come down on a random weeknight and all just ran. You never know who you would see down there, but you know what I mean? Like everybody you know you usually see, is down you, you there. You know you would see like you know you would see like you say you don't know who you see, but like in my mind as somebody who was there, like I always knew You who know I would because see. that's the scene though. <laughs> there was a group of people like a huge group of people like, Oh yeah, they're gonna be I might run into so and so. We ran into um who we run into? Mad Hills that night before you played Yellow Wolf. You just like, Hey, he just got back from being on tour with Lauren Hill. He was at the open mic, <laughs> at the open mic show, just walking around outside, chilling. You're like, hey, man, uh, give me some advice or whatever, which is funny because that's an epic part. The advice he gave you was literally an epic part of that video because it's like literally the smallest advice that, that anybody could ever be like, yo, you're good already. Just uh, go out there and tell somebody you're not, you know. And then the beginning of that video is the most epic thing just because you like literally, Orlando. And it, 100% what he said was true. People definitely were just like, oh, we don't even know who you are, but he's talking to us. Right. You, you know, I'm one of you. You like just pretend like you're not one of them. <laughs> it's, so while, while we're talking about um, playing shows and Orlando and Fredericksburg, I just wanted to take this opportunity to just say that we miss our friend Devin 
Fredericksburg fucking legend, musician legend. I was wearing a Kidmore shirt on Friday. I wouldn't be a performer. I wouldn't be a performer if it wasn't for our friend Devin. So I just wanted to take this opportunity. You were in his house the first time. You were rapping from the Bible, I believe. Yeah, so that's my family. I just wanted to say on Fredericksburg Radio, and of course, just as the summer's coming to a close, you know, it's been a long summer with that happening kind of at the beginning. And so I kind of took some time away from production just to kind of put things in perspective. It was like two weeks where I just, like the first week I didn't produce anything, um, just couldn't even come to the studio. The second week I just sat in here and then like, I just kind of knew what Devin would want me to do. The same person who told me to go to Full Sail, same person who told me what to do when I got to Orlando, the same person who was the first real musician that I actually like knew. You know, we saw him playing shows first. So I just wanted to take that opportunity to just kind of say that and, you know, that we miss him and that, you know, everything, you know, my set on um, on, on Saturday night is definitely dedicated to him. My sets going forward will always be dedicated to him. True Fredericksburg musician legend. Kenmore, that band, you know, what that meant to us, what that time kind of meant to us. And, you know, you see it today, all those bands that he was associated with kind of influenced who I am as a live performer. So... Big shouts to him. We miss him. Rest in peace. Send love to his family. Fredericksburg legend. Fredericksburg legend, man. Rest in peace, buddy. Like, oh yeah, and oh yeah. That um, that is dope. And let's transition into that too, because you got the show coming up in Brooklyn. Yes, sir. So, and I wanted to well, let me ask you about this real quick because I, we want to get the date to go, but I've been wanting to get into this because this is not a live performance. This is not D2 in his, which is funny because that's like you said, as your sets evolve as obviously, which we always use as the word based off of the fact that Evolution of a Man is the first album that you did. But as the evolving of your live sets have happened, you are now not, your set that's coming up in Brooklyn is not a rap set. It's not a musician. It's for, this is a beat set. Yeah, this is going to be my first beat set. So just like how as a as a rapper, I had to do like the open mics and things of that nature to kind of get the respect and just whenever somebody asks you to rap, the first thing you do is a lot of guys be like, oh, no, I can't. Me, I just rap because that's what I do. And that's how you gain the respect of MCs, right? So the, the, the beat community is works in the same way as to where you kind of show up to events and you kind of just watch as an observer and I've been kind of working on obviously changing my set and playing more beats live on stage for myself as a, as a vocalist. And I've just been so obsessed with the whole like flipping samples and lo-fi and modular and synths and all this and drum machines that I just want to dive into that community. So I've been really following it. It really all started out in Oakland when I was going to see beat sets out in California because in California that's like culture you go to California and maybe you won't hear any vocalist the whole night is just beats so I was going out to Smart Bomb and seeing guys play on machines and all that stuff and really what it is it's, a, it's like a nerd thing you know we all bring out controllers and 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 make lo-fi beats but on on Saturday night is really my first set in that world so this is kind of like my first open mic as a producer um, that's what i was saying just, yeah that's what i wanted to get to because i thought that that was <laughs> sorry i'll be in the studio other people ek is in here again but 
there's a big ass monitor across from me and his face just popped up on it. It's just freaked me out. Because we always call him the man behind the curtain. He 100% just zored on me. It just What's looked like it? someone was yeah. looking at He's sitting across from me at the table. Like he's in the room with me and I can see him. But as big as he just popped up on the TV, I was like, oh shit. Oh my God. He came on the TV. You know me. I'm a little sorry. Might be getting distracted, man. See, that's why. No, it's all good. It's all you know good. some dudes are freaky, man. This is fucking look. I was like, oh, Zordon's in here. He gets stuck at the TV. It's fucking saving him. Technology hits you every time, dude. People are coming. This just yeah, it's random. Um, but yeah, man, that that's a very very. Uh, that's what the that's what the point I wanted to bring up because that was. Do you feel like doing the live sets with the production already made you want to go more into? Sorry about that. Uh, producing on your side? I already knew what I was going to do. Like when, for instance, like artists like Flying Lotus, who um, if not, if anybody's familiar with Flying Lotus, the first time I saw Flying Lotus, he's a producer um, and he also raps out of the alter ego called Captain Murphy. Mm-hmm. The first time. If you don't know Flying Lotus, fuck you. If you if you don't, but the first time I saw him, like this picture in my mind, the first time I saw him, there was a big projector screen in front, and he there was a light show, and this man popped from behind the screen, rapping as his alter ego. He was making beats behind the screen, and he came from behind the the screen and was rapping. Ever since that day, I was like, yo, I think I could do both. I was like, I think right. I can rap if beats on stage. Now, what I found is that there is also a level of um, freedom in the beat sets is that some people do beat sets with like pre-planned stuff some people just kind of go on stage and create as they go i think i'm going to be able to do both um yeah you just it's such a um it's such a tight-knit community and it's such a big community so like i haven't been able to tap into the philadelphia scene as much but online from shooting beat videos and sample clips from my basement here in Philly um, and then putting those out on the internet and the sound is all coming from the computer so you can actually hear the beat and stuff. I've been putting out like me making beats inside the studio and it's just been crazy, the love and the following. That's how I got this show in Brooklyn. Um, And it's just been crazy, the love and the following that I've gotten from the beat community. And so doing this set on Saturday is kind of like an introduction to that part of people that they might not know. People, right, are used to seeing me rap on stage. And then- They're used to seeing you do all, dude, nobody's used to seeing you do anything on stage because every fucking time is different. And I know this because I talked to you about it. We do this shit on purpose. He's like, oh, this shit ain't gonna be nothing like the other one. But there has to be, like we always talk, there has to be an evolution. So, you know, we start doing solo rap. Then we do the band. We've done a couple bands. Then I've done, you know, solo um, with certain things. And now it's just it's just building upon that. It's like, you know, you can't just put us in one box. And I feel like the respect level that it's interesting. And we've talked about this. When I show up with, like, my rig and drum machines and gear, and, and a, or even if I show up with the band, there's, like, a level of respect that not saying that I need or that I'm craving – but there's like a level of respect I feel like. Um, when no, you setting the standard where you're like, yo, this shit's going to be wild. Because right. it's funny the response, because we've gotten the responses of like, you're not, you can't bring a band in here. You're like, what? Why not? Right. But right. also, feel, you've been to places like, that, that have been like, you can't play in here without a band. Right. You know, so and that, it, that's, that's always the funniest thing, though, is perception, too. On that is that with the band specifically, there were certain shows 
word for word you rap the same song. It's your it's the it's a cover of the song that you rap. The, we don't play rap music in here. I have a band that's doing this rock and roll style. Same words, same fucking song, same lead singer. And they're like, yeah, you can do it now. Right. And that was a thing. It's like sneaking in because that was a big thing that we used to always do, which is act super professional and then just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I didn't, didn't if I wasn't using my skills to get me into different rooms. Like that's what you 100%. Do. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to use my skills to get into this. And it's never been, you know, of course, there is a level of like luck into maybe some people's thing, but everything I've ever gotten is from somebody seeing me at a show or me reaching out to somebody personally and talking to them like the organic way. I don't know how people are doing it these days, but I, I'm sure that it's a lot of networking. So I just feel like now is the time to showcase my talents. And if I have to, if, if we can't rap in here, that's fine. I'll do this. If I can't do this in here, I'll do that. And right. that's why I would say, like, now I want to start thinking about how can I curate, even if it's not my own production, how can I curate sound for the night? Um, how can I pick certain artists? That's what or, I do, yeah. People start calling me a DJ because I'm running sound. I'm like, I'm not the DJ. I just wanted to be, like, I just wanted to get in the room. I was trying to get in the room with the people. So, like, hey, I do own the speakers. And I do play music for shows, but it's usually for my own thing. So I've never thought about it when you're like, hey, can you come DJ my party? And you're like, I guess I could. Yeah. So I can talk to you. Vinyl V. Yeah, Vinyl V. Like, I just have, like, the utmost respect for DJs. So I don't, like, ever want to just, like, be like, oh, I'm a DJ and and not. I said that to Vinyl V. And he was like, nah, man, if y'all go out there and you're playing the music and you're rocking a party, you're a DJ. And I was like, that's great. But also, like, you're out there spinning records, actual records. You know, like, Jono spinning, like, has vinyls specifically in Vinyl V. Like, you're like, he's playing vinyls right now, like. 100% like that's a DJ to me you know what I mean like that's what I saw as a DJ and that's why like I don't call myself that out as respect for the other people that I'm like nah dude this guy is a fucking DJ we're on you know we're entrepreneurs we can do stuff because we've been learning and we've been watching professionals hanging out with people who professionals so like I've learned a lot of stuff along the way but like I'm not a professional I know a little bit about everything but I wouldn't say like, you know, the professionalism that I have is business. I mean, like I know the business from studying all of these things, but I've watched other people who are 100% like professionals. Like yeah. Jono's set is like, your set now is kind of like, remember when we went to Orlando calling, Jono had like a, we went to warm up with our a rehearsal. He's got like 30 things in his living room. You're like, do you need all of this stuff? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to play all the beats right now. And, you're now like, uh, and now that's essentially what I'm doing. So yeah, it's really sense. funny to see like where you're like, oh, man, this shit was crazy to me at one point. And you're like, nah, man, I kind of want to do it like that. And, you know, it took it took a long time to learn the ins and outs of the program. That's more work. It took nights, you know, Friday, yeah, Saturday night. Learn how going. to use it. It took time to, like, learn how to use all the things. So, man, Saturday night, I'm just going to wild out. You know, I'm just going to play. You know, every set is comes from an energy. Like, it's a, it's a different kind of energy. But 
you know, I'll be able to still put my, you know. You have one of the hypest sets of all time, no matter what, dude. I've never seen you play a Loki set. I see you screaming in people's faces. Now we're just putting all the hype into it. Vocal pedals. It's going to be dope. I feel like as a DJ, you can still keep that energy because you're already there. And also, you already have a little bit of practice of doing a rap set while you're playing it. So you've been behind your machine because you're like, I have to play all these. I can't really leave. Because you have a big right. stage presence where you're like, you'll bounce around the stage. I've seen you in the fucking crowd before multiple times, more than multiple times. Just a habitual line stepper. Just out in the crowd. It's the security pulling you back here. Like, you're not allowed to be out there based off of insurance purposes. Not because, you know. <laughs> nah, Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night's going to be crazy. So well, I, where's I'm that going to be at? That's what I want to get it. I forgot. It's going to be at an arcade bar called Wonderville. Um, it's um, and it's crazy because Brooklyn, Orlando New York. Fans, like I feel like right now, like in Philadelphia, as the winter is coming, I feel like at the right time, like a lot of my Orlando family has kind of like, or people that I know from Florida or through Florida are kind of connecting all at the same time. And um, so I I went to see a band and um, at a show here. Um, and the band was called Bed Study, and they were um, uh, the lead singers from Orlando. And so I ended up meeting the guy um, who was playing Ableton. He was like kind of like their bass player and synth player, Ableton controller man, and their playback guy. And um, he was part of their band. And I, you know, ended up, you know, forming a relationship with him, talking to him. He ended up kind of following me on social media, kind of been seeing what the beat was. And I just asked him for the show. You know, it's going to be a good opportunity to, I, I, I show people every day on film what the, the beat thing, but it's going to be a good opportunity to do it live. And like I said earlier, there's I'm probably going to do a tape off of all the beats that I play that night and some extra ones. So, I mean, it's just down and I'm at a place now, you know, coming off of the summer and coming off of everything that happened with Devin to where it's like, man, like, you know, for instance, they played one of Devin's songs at the funeral and it was like some unreleased shit. You know what I'm saying? And I just, before my time is done here, I just want to give this stuff that I have on my hard drive because it just fits on my I hard drive. I sent you two out. unreleased tracks that Devin has, or I believe. One of them you already have a song to, but... Yeah, so, and then I know you sent me another one. I reported vocals to one, like, that night. So it's just, like, we have so much stuff that we've been working on. So um, Saturday night, Brooklyn, Wanderville, 8 um, p.m. Um, doors, it's going to be a good opportunity to showcase. We're going to film the whole set. We're going to film the whole weekend. We've been filming the whole week leading up to prep. I'm filming right now. We're going to film for the rest of this week all the way till we hop on whatever motor transportation we get to Brooklyn. We're going to film the whole weekend. We're going to film the set. And it's just You're filming be, you know, right now? We're filming like right now. I want to so say that you have no rights to use any content from this <laughs> from this broadcast. As the, as the owner of Below the Deck, you have no right to use any of this content for any of your video film. It's been a crazy I'm suing thing. you. We've been, building, we've been busy. We've been talking to people in the B community. We've been just, you know, we've been grieving our friends. We've been just working on sound, working on shows. Um, I missed the show. We're supposed to have a show before this, but I missed it. But this time we're going to actually get up to Brooklyn, make this happen. Saturday night is going to be crazy. Um, we're going to call this the first 200 set. So it's an all-beat set, lo-fi jams. I'm going to probably be playing two drum machines, maybe some keys. And it's going to be crazy, man. You know how we do, man. Stacking up 200 records a day. 200! I'm psyched about it. I told you, man. You got to add your own ad list. I got uh, you. Oh, yeah. My bad. Uh, I 
little flex bomb right now, but you know I got you on there. <laughs> everybody who uh, stopped, yeah. shout out to everybody who stopped listening before, because before me. Before I let doing... you go, before I let you go, we got 15 minutes, dog. You got 15, got 15 more minutes. minutes. All right, so I got 15 minutes to tell you that my my tag. Um, you heard this, so you can attest to this. My 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 production tag is actually a sample from American Dad, and it's uh, who did you say it was? It's Roger. Um, and, and Roger's like, is it, is it, is it? And it's the 200. And so that's my production tag. So if anybody hears that sample and wants to know who it is, you heard it first on FXBG Radio. It's Roger. It's from FXBG Dad. Public Radio. Dude, I, I hate you. I don't know if you do, do that shit on purpose at this point, but I swear you sent me like seven drops too. I haven't been able to use one of the drops. You said, I've worked with you for 10 years. You done three years I've been doing this show. You haven't done one drop right that you said. What's the name of it again? And you had the nerve to tell me you and Opla listen to my show. You might be subscribed, but y'all don't listen. Can we? Is she in right now? Nah, she's not tuned in. Can we talk? She's gonna she's gonna listen later. She's going to listen to it on the playback, but um, yeah. Hey, if you guys want to listen to it on the playback too, it's fxbgpublicradio.com. And also go to iTunes, man. If you got an iPhone, iTunes app, man, just type in below the deck. Somehow we had the name first, so it pops up. And also if you just type up my name, Nick Fouts, it'll pop up. Also, if you go to fxbgpublicradio.com, all the content from all the shows on our network will show up there. Also, we got to shout out Shock Monkeys Radio, which comes on from 6 to 7 right before my show, Madman Lowercase on YouTube. That's Madman the Word Lowercase. Um, Check that out. I was a special guest on his show today. I wore a Tupac shirt just to mess with him. Thought it was hilarious because I don't get my show's not on video. So I just was like, yo, I had to bring a special shirt, you know, fancy with the, you know, they had me on the YouTube. So I wanted to come in fancy. I borrowed a Tupac shirt, bring it in here. So every time that I'm on uh, Shock Monkeys Radio, believe that I'll be doing something wild. Um, Use another account. I'm going to sign in to here because I was just, I've been scamming through. I'm on a different computer. But I want to see if I can pull up one of your songs. And then what are they saying? I got to, oh man. Go to that. If anybody's looking for music, we got some new music on our SoundCloud, Turn to Records a Day, just dropped a new song called Cinematic, which is a song for our friend Devin. Um, and then on TurnToRecordsAday.com, there's that? all the same songs. So um, go ahead, check those out. And like I said, new tape on the way. You have a new Records. song out on the website and you didn't send it to me to play? It literally just had came out, so this is like the first thing that I've put out. Like, but what I'm saying is, like, we're literally on the radio right now. I talked to you like an hour before our show. You didn't like, hey, by the way, grab that song so we could play it. I will drop. I will bring a new record next time I'm on. Horrible human being. My that's that. This is why, man, we shouldn't even work together. He's just, hey, I talked to you for like literally, like for real, like thirty minutes before I came here. I was almost like, where do you find it at on here? On your, Uh, I'm on your website. You can hear playing in the background. I'm on two hundred records a day. 
just play, you just play the first thing that you see on there. Well, the first thing that's playing is what you hear in the background besides my music, which is just you ridiculously screaming, which I feel like that is a example of what you'll see at his show. Is this it? Yeah, that's Fox Wires. What is that? Oh, Black Wire. Oh, this is just a demo that you don't have this whole one up. So the song is not on here. This is a new one, too, man. They all do. They all do. Everyone. We, we did 100 <laughs> songs, rocked them all. <laughs> this thing that's good it's taking me longer to find these songs because you send me stuff in my personal email not on our business <laughs> don't do business uh, yeah. with your friends man i'm like go, i'm scrolling i've been scrolling for it man i'm like yeah what? how long have i had this record for not the one the one i'm trying to pull up because i know i got blackout on here 100 percent I don't have my laptop in here. I've been using the studio laptop. Shout out to studio for having a laptop. Just come in here like all fancy. I don't even have to bring nothing. I have a backpack just full of beer. That's all I bring. Is this another one? What is this one? Uh, this is new too. This is um, a record called Wall. Uh, these are all like new demos that I've put up on the website. Over this came out earlier this summer. I want to call it years demo in my inbox. Oh, that's on Dropbox. Oh, it did. Man, shout out to do this. Have you been building this website by yourself? Yeah, yeah. TurnDirectionDay.com is like until I figure out how to navigate in this new day and age and my digital distribution and all that good stuff that nobody cares about um two directs a day is just something that i figured that like, i could just send people there it's the number songs. 200 records a day so the two zero zero records a day records a day obviously yes, yeah sir. it plays into the numbers always with d fucking with y'all with numbers because everything too is i i and 200 is actually the number so if you're looking up 200 records a day that is the number 200 records and then you know the number 200 and then just records a day. and you can also find me on soundcloud.com slash 200 records a day and that's a bunch of demos and a bunch of new stuff um so we're coming out of our cave we're coming out of you know what i'm saying our beat cave and you know we're gonna crash at the end of the summer like we always do um around birthday time i was gonna say yeah this september it's gonna be september your birthday's the end of september right <laughs> the season's changed so i think last year we played a show on um in richmond around this time had some music come out so we're gonna probably do the same thing this year we're gonna play in brooklyn do the tape 
do a tape at the end of the month. So. I'll do a show on your damn birthday out here, bro. I'll run a show on your birthday and not even invite you to it. Every year, killing it. Nah, that's dope. So this one is, um, this is years. Is this one out yet? Nah, that's not out yet. Well, it is now. You hear it here live on FXBGPublicRadio.com. Damn, we got, they get, got so many exclusives today. They got, the, they know about the cakes that are coming out. They know about we're filming. They know about the American Dad sample. Getting this is home, dog. If anywhere FXBG that you're going to talk about radio, it, it, it's Fredericksburg Public Radio. Yeah, you just. We do it for the bird fucking legend. If anywhere legend. you get to hear Unreleased D2, believe it's here or. You could check me out down in Little Chinatown. I'd be selling bootleg mixtapes out of my trunk on Wednesdays. Every day I'm not at the studio, I'd be down there in Chinatown um, selling bootleg records. Just anybody and all the artists that send me music, I just put it on that tape um, and put it there. Shout out to EK, too, because he knows he's been trying to get me to do a music mix. I'm like, oh, I'll keep losing all the music. Selling that on China Street. Um, hey, hey, listen, man. The records look official, though, man. If you guys saw them, you'd be like, yo. And I guarantee you guys would love the t-shirts even more. You're like, oh, shit, this looks like a real D2 t-shirt. But, you know, it not got the, ha- the uh, Hanes tag in it. You know what I mean? But, so, that too. I don't know if, I don't know why I don't have this song. I mean, obviously, I do have it because I'm playing it right now, but... I just wanted to listen to part of it because I talked you know, over it so nobody can steal it because we talked over the whole damn thing. You talking to me or are you talking to her? Shout out to Opel in the background, distracting Derwin. We only got eight minutes left, dude. Somewhere out in Lost Lake And uh, I claim my time, I claim my mind You should go and hit my line I gave you all of my time I put it all on the line Well New record records a day unreleased Ooh, unreleased you can't, you can't find that anywhere. I wanted to do it way louder. I know we only got a little more time left, so I just want to say appreciate the look and love. Look out for me. We have eight um, minutes man. left, man. You have to talk for eight more minutes about something. Listen, I've got something I do want to talk about for eight more minutes. What's that? Eight, eight minutes left. I want to talk about Washington Redskins. Ooh, football? Oh. You sure yeah. you want to talk about the Redskins? I, look, I just want to – what, what are we feeling this year? Are we rolling with them? Are we not fucking with them? What are we doing? You know that me and you aren't fucking with football based off of the fact that we had a very competitive uh, fantasy football league going for like three years. <laughs> and last year, I don't even think we even did a draft. This year, we ain't even talked about it. Nah. I'm not fucking with no fantasy football because I hate that shit. I hate picking, like, niggas from the Dallas Cowboys and having the quarterback from the Eagles and my wide receivers from Indianapolis Colts. I hate that shit. because our team sucks. Dude. That's the whole point. You're like, oh, I got to pick everybody else. Everybody picking you. like, oh, my guy was still open, but I ain't want him first. 
And then you be hoping like your team loses, the win, hope your player does good, and injuries, and the shit is just so. Actually, what I do is I'm the general manager of my girlfriend's fantasy football team. She doesn't know pretty. She knows she's a pretty good sports person, but she doesn't keep up with her team as oh much as she. So I like tell her or somebody has to help her with the draft or something like that like who she should get late in the rounds or something like she knows the popular players and the good looking players and she like uh, just pretty much i need you, know you to stop talking because we like did such a good show such a good show <laughs> people are like man d's killing it sky man i really i really like this guy i really want to see his show i no, really I like his music it. and you just said I'm not doing fantasy football because I'm general managing my girlfriend's fantasy football league. I'm like an advisor. I'm like an advisor. I just over her shoulder, like, you should play this player, sit that player. He's got a drug problem. You backseat in there. Oh, nah, man, don't get him in there. Hey, hold on. You doing this so you don't lose. I'm in the war room with her. Why is she in fantasy football and you're not in? Also, why are you not in her league? They play in the league every year, so I always just kind of like, and I even told her, like, I'm not really fucking with fantasy football, but I can help. I'm in the war room kind of helping her out. Until Cap gets a job, man, I'm not playing fantasy football. You know, take a knee. I'm taking a knee on fantasy football. I'm not Look, yeah, I'm taking a knee with fantasy football, but it's, I am going to be, if she plays this year, I don't even know if she is playing or not, but the previous years, last couple of years, I've been helping her um, play on her team and then just watching as the Redskins have broke my heart every I'll avidly watch every game. I don't even know. Dude, I just stopped paying attention in general. Like, I don't even know who we got starting as quarterback in general. When's the season start? Case Keenum. Case Keenum's going to be our starting quarterback. Case Keenum. So, I don't even know who the fuck that is. I didn't know that motherfucker oh, wait, was on no, the team. Wait, the case, no, it's Cole McCoy or Case Court McCoy. I know Colt McCoy's on the team. I just want to say, I know we're running out of time. I just want to say. We uh, have time, man. What do you keep, where, where's your clock at? I don't have a clock. It, I, I, we I'm have four minutes, man. We got plenty of time before we run out of time. Like, it's not the end. Say, I'm going to end the know. show when it's over. <laughs> you don't got to keep trying to end my show. I, no, I got to run. But I was just you don't got to run. We got four minutes. You got to hold it till 830, man. You told me you were going to do it. And I know what you're going off the air to do, so don't even make me say it on air. Well, hey, listen. Uh, listen, I got to go meet I Bobby can't. down on 7th Street. Look. Shout to Poppy on 7th Street. But no, I just wanted to say on air, fuck the Eagles. That's really what I was leading up to. Oh, Lions, you going to say that in Philly? Am I allowed to say that in my basement? Yeah. You can't say it outside, on the streets. Outside here, I don't think. It's just crazy, man. It's so much evil shit. Like, I mean, yes, it's, it's but it's just so much. Like, it's so much. Dude. It would be Every annoying season. 100%, dude. When I lived in Texas, that was funny because... I lived in Corpus, which is so far south that like they don't have a team, so they're like, "Oh, we're like we're Houston fans, or we're or we're uh, Cowboys fans, or whatever." But it looks like a beach and shit. So like nobody really cared. But all the Redskins games came on TV. Never seen the Cowboys. I was like, at least the games still come on. But I guarantee you, if it's the between an Eagles game and a Redskins game, and they're not playing each other up there, most likely you're probably getting the Eagles game. But Actually, shout out to you because I know that you illegally stream everything on the internet, so it doesn't even matter. You don't even care. Yeah, I'm gonna see everything. I'm just—it's just depressing, man, living up here with all the Eagles fans surrounding you. Because they just won, I mean, and now they're all chippy, and we suck every year. We suck. Uh, 
And we be winning sometimes, but most of the time, we be losing. And we didn't get no, like, big primetime player, man. I'm excited about the Lakers. Lakers season is coming up, and I'm all 100% in. We got LeBron, and, you know, Cousins is out. But now we got Anthony Davis, so... I'm ready to see at least like some like not like I'm hoping that we just don't lose all the time. Also, we get the most games on network television this year. So I'll be catching all the games. If you don't hear from me, it's because I'm watching the Lakers game cursing at the TV. Yo, I I was saying that yesterday to Apollo. I was saying that the NBA season was so fucking good last year. Yeah. That we might have to fuck around and, and the NBA season is getting ready to come up. Like we might have to mess around and get NBA league pass because I'm trying to I'm trying to catch all of the smoke. I want to see every game this year, every squad. I want to see I want to see what Kyrie's doing in Brooklyn. I want to see how my Knicks are doing. I want to see how the Lakers are doing. I want to see how the New Orleans Pelicans look like. Let me tell you I something see what the Rockets, about that. I want to see what Houston looks like. I want to see what James Harden, Russell Westbrook going to do. Like I want to see all that shit. I want to so, tell you one thing about that. Before you spend stupid ass money on trying to get a league pass for basketball, you will spend three hundred dollars to get league pass, and you know that you can keep up with all your favorite players by watching Sports Center. I you mean, see every game in the morning. You're like, they they only show you the highlights too. You don't even have to watch the boring parts. <laughs> like, oh shit, did Kyrie cross somebody up? You're like, saw that shit on Sports Center. I didn't watch him miss like seven threes during the game or whatever they were saying, but. Seen that shit in fast motion all at one time. Got all my basketball news one time. Hey, but, I will tell you that Sports Center is whack when there's no, like, when it's just like, I'm on baseball, but like, when there's no football and basketball, like, there's nothing that, on. You know, they stretch, oh my God. Me like, and my brother watched series. the Cornhole Championship the other day, <laughs> and my brother is 100% convinced that me and him should be professional cornhole players, which is what he calls it. And I was like, is anybody a professional cornhole player, or are they just getting money to like, be in this tournament? But you have made it, my friend. It is 8.30. So, you have made it to the final hour. And uh, can you give one um, one shout-out? Everybody can find you 200 records a day. Obviously, the number 200recordsaday.com. But you're going to be doing the show where at on uh, this weekend? September 7th, Brooklyn, New York. First time ever playing in Brooklyn. from New Brooklyn. York. Um, so, this is a big set. Um, we're playing at Wanderville. Don't ask me where that's at. But if you're in it's the in New York Brooklyn. area, if you're in... It's in Brooklyn, but I don't know necessarily where it's at. So um, holla at me on, online, 200 records a day. Um, if you're looking for the videos um, of the sample flips and beat videos and just everyday shit, 200 records a day dot com. Um, that's also 200 records a day on Instagram. And that's it. Um, that's 200 records a day SoundCloud as well. Um, that's where all the music content is up. It's all coming. You know how we do, man. 200 Dope Dreams. Make sure you guys public radio. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Oh shit, he did a drop. FXBGPublicRadio.com, man. It's below the deck. Make sure you guys go over to the iTunes app and um, subscribe or wherever you can find your favorite local podcast at. Also, go over to FXBGPublicRadio.com. Current shows hit on below the deck. You can see all our old content. So, thanks D two for being on the show, and I'm as always. So, I will see you next week. Hey.